There's no place quite like home, right? This is the Real Crime Podcast. telling you all about Ted Bundy's childhood home in Tacoma, Washington. My sweet, sweet teddy bear. Mm. Teddy bear Bundy. Sure. <laughs> um, he's, I don't know, he's probably one of my favorites. You can't say that. I can say that. <laughs> I can have an opinion. I guess. I am yeah. interested in serial killers and I find him really super fascinating. There you go. That's fine. Okay. I got it. Fine. Right. He's my favorite serial He's killer. He's my favorite. I love him. I've got posters of him on my wall. Um, and I don't. Don't worry. I swear to God, I don't. Um, okay. Oh, no. so, I'm going to be sitting here. It's a little too far. It's a little creepy. A little creepy. So Ted Bundy was actually born Theodore Robert Cowell on November 24th in 1946 to Eleanor Louise Cowell, known as Louise. And was at the Elizabeth Lund Home for Unwed Mothers in Burlington, Vermont. So Ted's father is actually unknown. There are a number of suspects, which is suspects. a weird way to say ideas of <laughs> who his father was. You know, like the his mother claimed it was like a naval officer or something like that. Right. Or who, An elderly yeah, naval officer. Exactly. Who, you know, was wealthy and took off and didn't want to have anything to do with the child. But other theories are basically that he was a product of incest um, and it was his own abusive grandfather who was actually his father. And so, well, he actually grew up thinking that his grandfather was his father and his grandmother was his mother and his mother was his sister. Right. So he, he was raised under the impression that his own mom was his sister and they did that to protect their daughter at the time. The parents, the mm-hmm. grandparents did that to protect their daughter at the time. Well, she wanted to put him up for adoption, but the fa- her father, so the, gr- te- te- the grandfather. grandfather, wanted to raise him in Philadelphia. It's kind of funny, because, like, also possibly the father. Right. Not just the grandfather. Which is probably why he wanted to raise him. I, I feel like, yeah... Because that's that's a lot to go through, and if the mother was willing to put the child up for adoption at the time and everything, that would have been, not to say, like, cleaner, but, like, this is a huge story to have right. to keep covered up. Right. You know? And they did. And they did. Until he was three, Ted lived in Philadelphia with his grandparents, who he was right. told were his parents. And abusive. And very abusive. But we'll get to that. Oh, no. <laughs> There are actually varying reports of how Ted found out that his sister was actually his mother. However, no one's really been able to 
pinpoint exactly what it was. There are accounts that like some schoolmates found his birth certificate. He claimed in an interview that he was the one who found his birth certificate. And it was very simple. And he just went to the family with questions and they laid it all out on the line. And I actually have a quote from him that says when he was growing up, he knew the quote is maybe I just figured out that there couldn't be 20 years difference in age between a brother and a sister. And Louise always took care of me. Hmm. I grew up knowing that she was really my mother. Weird. Because he didn't technically find out until he was about 14. Right. So he was a, he was a teenager. So he said just to reference where I got that quote was uh, The Stranger Beside Me. Um, it was in a book. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and that was, who was that written by? Anne Rule. Yes. So she was, she's an author and she was friends with Ted. They worked together for a period of time in Washington State later. And I know, like, I've heard kind of interviews from her and quotes mm-hmm. from her in the past basically saying, like, she never thought that Ted could be the monster that he was. No one he ever was, does. He was so well covered up, it was crazy. Uh, so, again, according to Ted, it was super simple. Um, there, there are definitely differing accounts of Bundy's grandparents, even from Ted himself. Um, Ted has said that his grandfather was a very respectful man. And that they um, had a great relationship. Yeah, that they were friends, you know, they had a wonderful relationship. However, other family members and family friends describe, uh, Ted's grandfather as being deeply bigoted, abusive towards humans and animals alike, and even, even on one occasion, grabbing the neighbor's cat and swinging it around by its tail. That is is awful. Why? Like, Why? I will never get that. Poor kid. I will never get that. Poor little baby. And his grandmother was also mentally ill. She suffered from depression. Major depression. uh, Agoraphobia. Agoraphobia. And that's the one where you're afraid to leave your home, right? Yes. So. Not for her. He definitely had an interesting early childhood. This was all in Philadelphia. Obviously very abusive, very uh, unhealthy for anyone to grow up in. Again kind of molds. Exactly. Absolutely. Ted was definitely an odd child. Do you like how I just call him Ted? Like we're we're old friends or something? Like I Well, I mean, he is your favorite. He's so. my favorite. So You call him Teddy Bear. Teddy Bear. <laughs> uh so Teddy was an odd child. And he showed <laughs> and well yeah, yeah, let's not the, we're not gonna dive into too much no. on him as an adult. We're mostly we're not focusing actually covering him. Exactly. It's mostly the childhood <laughs> home in Washington State. But just some background. A little bit here. So he was an odd child. He showed really, really disturbing behavior from an early age. His aunt, whom at this point was believed to be his sister, uh, once woke up from a nap to find herself surrounded by all of the kitchen knives in the home surrounding her. So he had placed them all around her body while she was napping. And he was just sitting there smiling at her when she woke up like he'd done really well. Yeah. And she actually told Vanity Fair that um, she said, I remember thinking at the time that I was the only one who thought it was strange. Nobody did anything. Yeah. So if tomorrow morning I wake up and Cosette has placed all of the knives from our kitchen around me. First of all, take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. For real. And send it to me. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even know what my next step would be other than to find 
all of all of the psychiatrists, <laughs> all of the doctors, all of the professionals, and we would all converge in one room and we would come together and figure out what is going on right. to reverse the effects of whatever I did. Because like right. I could, well, you don't just do that. Right. That's because of something. Right. So they actually had a psychiatrist say that only in very seriously traumatized children who have either themselves been victims of extraordinary abuse or have, or who have witnessed extreme violence among family members would someone do this. That's that's crazy. I mean, <clears throat> honestly, that's nuts. Okay, so that was at, like, what, three years old? Yeah, yeah. So right around the age of three or four, it was in 1940, or 1950, rather, so he was turning four at the very least, if he hadn't already. Ted moved to Washington State with his mother, Louise, who, again, at this point, he still believes to be a sister. Right. So... Like, that must have been something interesting as well, because, like, why is he moving away from his parents to live with his sister if that's his sister, you know? Right. So that must have been very confusing. So his mother married and to a gentleman there. That man actually legally adopted Ted, and Ted became the half-sibling to four other children by and his mother. he also became Ted Bundy. Well, yeah. <laughs> then he became Ted Bundy. Then he became <laughs> Ted Bundy. How terrible is that, that? That I mean, he's not even a Bundy by blood, but yeah. now everyone who has that last name oh, is I associated with him. Think about that. That's so crazy. Yeah, because he was legally adopted, so he took on the name of right. his adoptive father. Johnny Bundy. Right. And so... Who actually is not related to him. In, in any blood But way. now all the Bundys... Oh my well, God. forever be associated with a psychopath. Yeah, like if I meet somebody with the last name of Bundy, I'm probably asking a lot of questions about like, have you ever Are lived you in related? Washington State? <laughs> Did you ever have an Uncle Ted? You know, like there are definitely some questions that are coming out. Are you going to kill me? Are, are you planning on murdering me today? <laughs> Thank you. So if you're looking to dig a little deeper on Ted Bundy, because again, we're not diving into what he did as an adult. We just got you to the house. Exactly. That we're going to talk about. Just got you to the house. And so if you want to, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the podcast Morbid, and they do a really awesome, like, two-part deep dive into everything that he did, the psyches, the, um, right down to, like, the point that he was executed in Florida and everything and, like, what people did. Like, people were literally... They were selling souvenirs. It's We were just talking about this in the last episode, the La Lori episode. Yep. And at his execution, people were literally selling souvenirs. I mean, I'd probably buy a t-shirt. I would definitely buy a t-shirt. The Ted Bundy execution shirt? Should we make them? I mean, I'm down. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. With the real crime podcast on the back? The real crime podcast on the back. <laughs> I was like, I, well, I mean, like what? Like I was at Ted's execution or something? Like what does it say? Well, no. I mean, because I, I wasn't. It well, happened in, like, 84, so, I mean, you weren't thought of yet. And I was barely born. 89, wasn't it? 89. I was thought of. You were thought of. I was... You just hadn't arrived yet? Yeah. When were you born? 89. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And 80... And if, yeah, if it was 89, then I was a somewhat functional human being. I was not yet. Small. I was very tiny. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, so we'll make t-shirts. <laughs> we'll make Ted t-shirts. There are some great phrases that they had, too. So we'll Google some of those as well. It's it's fun, and we can pull those together. Uh, so in this house in Tacoma, now, now that we've gone off on a tangent, I'm sorry. There's, How can you not with, 
when we're talking about Ted Bundy. I know, I know. <laughs> There's just so much. There's so much to cover. Like, I mean, and if you don't know anything about Ted Bundy or his crimes. You're living under a really large rock. I mean, I feel like everybody knows who Ted Bundy is, but absolutely, like, so, I mean, I had known who Ted Bundy was, but, like, until I really, really heard everything that he did, it was, like, mind-boggling, because there was stuff That's that true. I had never even That's thought true. of. You know, like, he, he was he was a messed up dude, so, for sure. Um, so, there's no actual proof that Ted committed any crimes in his child home in Tacoma, Washington. However, there is a rumor or thought that his first kill was actually at the age of 14. So great. Uh, first kill of a human. Of a human, yes. There were definitely other things that right. died. The first victim is thought to be an eight-year-old girl who, in 1961, went missing near his Tacoma home. And he's adamantly denied, or he adamantly denied this, even writing a letter to the Her mother parents. of this little girl. and saying, she wrote him. Like, did you kill her? While he was um, on waiting. death row. Yeah, yeah, on death row. So asking, you know, please give me closure. Right, something. Like, so let me know. So still denied it. Although... He wouldn't be the first serial killer to deny the right. victim. No, definitely not. And also, he has still never been ruled out and you I, know, as, um, as a suspect. Or, yeah. <laughs> and I, I know that there was some DNA and that kind of stuff, but it's one of those things where, like, when you're, you're testing DNA however many years later... Yeah, like, maybe it exists. The evidence that they had didn't have enough amplifiable DNA. To be able to actually accurately right. test anything. So, Yeah. So um, it's possible. We'll so, never know. Exactly. So let's fast forward now to uh, 2017 when a contractor purchased uh, the home on Sheridan Avenue in Tacoma, uh, which is the house he grew up that Ted Bundy grew up in. Unbeknownst um, to this contractor. Yeah. So he didn't know what had happened. Which and is important. This is why it's important to do your history on a house before you purchase it. Absolutely. And there's actually so there's actually a website that I discovered last night called diedinhouse.com. Because one of the big questions that I get a lot from people. Has like, anyone died here? Has anyone ever died here? Yeah. Exactly. And they just want to know. Like natural causes, murder doesn't matter. Just want to know, did somebody die in this house? Yeah. And so... Apparently, you can go on this website and you can pay for like a, you know, a number of searches mm -hmm. and you can put in an address and find out if somebody ever died in the house. Oh. And I'm like, I don't know how far back it goes. I don't know how accurate it is. I've never used it personally, but I definitely found it well, interesting. Well, it's not necessarily that someone died in this house. No, I think it's, it's just... It's just a, a serial killer grew up there. And it's the negative energy and really negative. lots of lots of stuff. Things died in the house. Yeah, lots of stuff <laughs> died in the house, for sure. A couple of things that occurred is one of the first incidences is shortly after the contractor purchased this house, and his plan it's was to, to, flip to flip it. So, I mean, he's like... He's going to flip Ted Bundy's house. He's going to flip Ted Bundy's house, exactly. And oh, like, God. oh, man, I can't even... Like, what are you buying into, bro? <laughs> so, well, found out. Seriously. So, he goes in with his 11-year-old daughter, who he occasionally would bring with him to work. And uh, as soon as they get in there, she just freaks out like she loses it she starts she's crying, crying. Yeah. um she didn't like the feeling in there and yeah. wanted to leave she wanted to leave immediately 
So he left, and he kind of chalked it up to kids being kids, like, she you know. scared of the dark or something. We watched a video of him being interviewed about the property and everything, and that's kind of what he said. He's like, I just figured she was scared of the dark and didn't want to be in the house. So we left. Um, but then guys in his team started feeling that way, too. Not bursting into tears and, like, losing their minds or anything, but... They said the house didn't feel right. It didn't feel right. Something was really, really wrong with it. And then... And then... Go for shit it. Shit starts happening. Yes, it does. So, um, Clapton, the guy that purchased the contractor, he just kind of chalked everything up to pranks among the crew members at right. first. Right. Um, they were not. Mm-mm. Um, th- things would happen like they would come back into the house and um, every door and cabinet drawer would be wide open whereas yeah. they were closed when they left and locked the house right, there was right. no sign of entry um, right. they were just open I mean we saw in that video he said that um, there was an electrical fireplace that had been unplugged but it was still giving heat off mm-hmm. when they came into the house. And there's, like, like it had been plugged in for a period of time and utilized or something. Right. Or... Again, the house was totally locked up. Right. And no was sign secure. of force entry, force entry or anything like that. Um, Doorknobs being jiggled while they're in there working. Right. Footsteps. Footsteps, like someone else is in the house when there isn't anyone in the house. Um, actually, cell phones and other electronics would occasionally become, like, get unplugged or stop working. I'm sure batteries drain because, yeah. you know, Ghosts. that's how it works. Yeah. That's what they do. As we found, As we found <laughs> out. Exactly. Yeah, but I think the most, like, the creepiest thing to me was... Um, in the sawdust on the floor, someone spelled out the word leave, and there were no footprints anywhere around it. Anywhere around it. And so, like, you might be thinking to yourself, well, someone could have sprinkled sawdust. But, like, so uh, being the wife of a carpenter or a, a man who does a lot of woodworking, right. when he's working, there is, like, a fine mist of dust that scatters the floor. It's not like a, a pile of sawdust here and a pile of sawdust there. It's like a fine mist that just right. sort of blows everywhere in a very erratic form, so it covers every surface. So it's not something that you could cover up unless you did additional woodworking, but if you did additional woodworking, then the word leave would be gone. Right. So like there, there's no way to really recreate but, and it. And also with sawdust, you can definitely see Oh, you can see around, footprints, yeah. you can see anything has moved. Not like, just like even footprints, like I, it, it's easy to see any movement around anything, any sawdust. Anything, absolutely. So just having the word leave in the middle of the floor. Creepy. Super, super Where everything creepy. around it is covered in, like, untouched sawdust. Right. How did that happen? Right. Well, there was the, the bookshelf. Yes. Um, there was a was... very large... It was a built-in. Yeah. It had been pushed out, splayed, like, laid on the floor, but moved inches away from where it was. So None it wasn't... None of them had touched it. None of the crew members had touched it. It wasn't like it just toppled forward. Right. It was as if someone physically pulled it down out of the wall and then shifted it over. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, And there was something in the basement, I believe, someone had written help in the window. Well, and I know that there was also, um, there had been reports of someone reading, uh, writing help. I thought it was on a mirror, but it very well could have been. It was the window downstairs in in the basement. Yeah. yeah. Um, So, believe it or not, this house was actually listed 
And sold. We watched a video of what the house looked like after the renovation, but before they got to the listing part, they took a lot of pretty drastic steps. Well, I mean, who would want to buy that? I know. It was obviously, something's going on in that house. Right. So they had a, what, a couple different priests they had a series of priests come in and and essentially try to bless the house bless the house so i mean think like not necessarily exorcism but like they definitely went in and they had the house blessed and they they got the church involved they're like no you guys need to come out here and you need to get rid of whatever demonic spirit is hanging out in this house they also wrote bible verses yes so the priests actually encouraged the crew to continue like to play christian music when Mm -hmm. they were working there and they also suggested writing um, verses from the Bible on the wall. And so they actually did that in pencil. And I don't know if I read this somewhere or um, watched it in... I think they mentioned clip, it in the video, but yeah. still... They just painted over the they painted over it Bible verses. They they left them on the walls. So it's, they wrote it on. They wrote these Bible verses onto the drywall and then painted over. So they're still there as a an additional protection to the property for right. any future owners. So even if they repaint, really, unless they tear down a wall. But if they tear down a wall, man, they're getting rid of those Bible verses, and then Bundy's ghost is going to be like all over the place. And I I don't know who in their right mind would be in. I don't, that house. I don't know that I'd buy that house. I definitely would not. And he's your favorite. But somebody did. Exactly. Somebody did buy that house. And it's a cute house. It is actually too. a really like, cute it's house. It's so cute. It's adorable. I mean, if you don't know the history of it, right. it's a really cute house. <laughs> um, something that I thought was kind of creepy and wonderful. Um, so, obviously, Ted had some, you know rough experiences with animals and stuff like that um (laughs) early on putting that yeah so they actually found these two little cubbies in one of the rooms in the house and there were trapped birds that were in there and they were just little skeleton birds at this point and so they left them they left them when they listed the house. And they did try to keep under wraps the, the reports of hauntings, but word got out eventually. Because I'm sure... Oh, I was going to say, they tried to keep it under wraps, yet they're talking to all these news crews. Well, yeah, they tried to keep it under wraps, but then word got out. Because they try like, very hard. You know, it's it's really hard. I'm sure being in Tacoma, Washington, knowing that that's kind of like his roots where he did a lot of his, his killing, like obviously California, Washington, right. that kind of stuff, knowing that he did a lot of his crimes in that area and he had his little like murder mountain or whatever in Washington too which is like the most disturbing story (laughs) check out I mean read up on that it's gross so gross but anyway it's kind of what sets him apart but they um you know I'm sure people knew that that was the house that Ted Bundy grew up in and so when they saw work being done on it word got out local news got involved and um, after we post the episode we will throw up a couple of neat little uh, news clips and everything from um, both the contractor being interviewed and the listing agent being interviewed and so you know he, you can see his excitement, and it's probably how I would feel as well. Like, if I got to sell a house like this. Right. I wouldn't buy a house like I this. I mean, I would be so happy, first of all, that I sold that house. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be like, this is so Oh, cool. my God. I don't have to deal with this anymore. Right. I also... like <laughs> I a nightmare. Things I would not do in that house... An open house, absolutely not. No. I would not do an open house unless I had like 15 other realtors with me and we were all standing in the kitchen in some sort of crazy like prayer circle. And <laughs> like that's the only way I would do an open house. And that's probably not something that you want people randomly walking in on. But I believe his name was James Pitts, the agent who sold the house. So good on you, James. You're awesome. James Pitts. 
the third. James Pitts the third, you're my hero because you've done something that one I would totally want to do, but two I'd be terrified to do. So. He also said that he was he was shocked with the yeah. discovery, and he was super excited because he's into true crime. Oh my god, you should listen to our show. I'm gonna call yeah, him. Why Jimmy. don't you reach out? To him? Yeah, I'll re- I'll reach out. <laughs> His name is James. I'm gonna call him Jimmy because that's what I do. I I give people pet names. Um, <laughs> teddy bear. Teddy bear. Like teddy bear. Um, so that's what we've got. We're going to, we'll post some videos. We can, uh, add some links. We've always got like sources and stuff in our, um, in our notes for the episodes. So if you ever want to dig a little deeper and always feel like, feel free to reach out. Um, if you want to know a little bit more or want any more recommendations, like obviously we didn't do the normal story that people do on Ted Bundy, which is Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Um, and so but we're we're a real estate based podcast. Exactly. <laughs> we have we have got our standards, and we're sticking to them. Mostly. Um, <laughs> uh, so if you do want to know more, just like let one of us know. Reach out. Um, you can send us a DM. Um, also, you should really look into Ted Bundy. Yeah, because Ted Bundy's amazing. Okay. No. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to stop saying that. Ted I mean, Bundy's amazing. He is amazing, but not in a positive way. Right, 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 right. Um, and then I really quickly want to do a fun little shout out. Um, so we've got Sisters in True Crime uh, from Down Yonder. Uh, their their show is called True Crime Down Yonder. And so much like we're really specific to real estate and, uh, you know, things that are real estate related, whether mm-hmm. it's realtors or houses, uh, they focus on true crime based in the Southeast. And we're even talking about maybe doing like a combo episode with them at some point, like where we work together. Uh, they came up with this like super awesome idea about the Bell Witch House, uh, which is down in Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. And so we'll keep you posted on that. But if you are looking for another true crime podcast to listen to and you like what we do, check them out. True Crime Down, down Yonder. They're awesome. We like them. But don't stop listening to us because we're cool too. And <laughs> go on to both of our iTunes and give us both five-star reviews. So super fun. Um, and that's it for today. That's it. You can find us on... At The Real Crime Podcast on Instagram, uh, Facebook, The Real Crime Podcast. It's a page. And always feel free to email us at therealcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Is it at therealcrimepodcast at gmail.com or just The Real Crime Podcast? Uh, it's just The Real Crime Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, let's make that. Okay, so you can email <laughs> us. The email is <laughs> colon The Real Crime Podcast. At gmail.com. No colon. No, but I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> I like, know. if okay. I had written it I'm out... Kidding. Where, it, oh, I think they get it. They get oh, it. Oh, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. So just, you know, if you're a house flipper, watch what you're flipping. And <laughs> do your um, research. Do your research. Make sure Ted Bundy never lived there. If he did, call me. I want to be your agent. I will literally get licensed in your estate. Um, <laughs> please. And uh, that's it. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.